Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Since I started the Sun Ranto Show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. Well, I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone with the best player perks in the sports book business. They've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code RANTO, R-A-N-T-O, when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down 100 bucks, you've now got an extra $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, promo code RANTO. You play, you win, you get paid. And if you never want to hear a MyBookie ad again, well, won't you please become a Patreon subscriber for only $1 a month? You go to patreon.com slash sunranto. You sign up. You get access to your very own RSS feed, which does not include advertising, and you get the show earlier, sometimes as much as a day or two. Um... So uh, go to patreon.com slash sunranto, sign up today. And also, uh, if you're buying tickets for this next homestand, why don't you use the uh, StubHub link at sunranto.com slash StubHub. Help out the show that way. All right, well, uh, thanks for uh, listening, uh, but become a Patreon subscriber. It's a freaking dollar. Come on, let's go. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Here is the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go, Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Boutros Golly Sunrento Michael Sunrento Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Michael Cotton Sunranto. Hey, uh, who the hell is that? Uh, it's Crawley. Hey, it's the Sunranto show today, featuring me, Danny Rocket, and a great friend of the show, Crawley, coming on, filling in because Michael Cotton has a stupid job. <laughs> so, uh, th- and so do I. So that's why we can't do tonight. So, thanks for tuning in, and thanks for being here, Crawley. How are you? I'm doing good. I, I feel we got plenty to rant about today, huh? Yeah, I, I suppose we could start there. But first, I, before we rant and make everybody angry, why don't I invite everybody to come see the Bleacher Bum Band tomorrow at 4 p.m. at Gallagher Way. Crawley, I made it. I'm playing Wrigley. You made it. The block party, the big block party. How exciting is that? Yeah, and um, like I don't really know because I don't listen to... I mean, I, I don't know any of these bands, I should say, that we're playing with. Do you know any of these? Not off the top of my head, man. But, I, you know, it's one of those things. Just to be invited is an honor, right? Yeah, I mean, like, people are saying, like, 
Local H is awesome. Um, oh, local Local H, yeah, that, that long term, long time Chicago band. That's right. They're headlining what Saturday? Uh, maybe I don't even know the order of things to be honest. I just know that we go at four. Like I'm that kind of rocker. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Just put me up there. I'm gonna rock. That's how I am. But um, Ted Leo and the Pharmacists is playing. So it's nice to be on a bill with these guys. Uh, DJ set. I think a DJ starts it out at like 2 o'clock. And then we go at 4. So it's it's cool. I mean, it's put on by the Brickhouse Tavern and uh, Big Star and Dutch and Docks and, you know, Madden's Post. Everybody's And apparently I, I'm going to actually get paid. And I don't know how much because they didn't say. That's how rock and roll also works, <laughs> by the way. Um Actually, it, it usually works when they you don't get paid at all. But uh, this time they're like, yeah, let me know who to make the checkout to. And I'm like, <laughs> like uh, me? <laughs> me! So, uh, yeah, come see us. Uh, we have a whole new lineup for this one. It's like jangly. And like, we were doing it last night. It's going to be kind of like a country set. So it will be a good one. Um, yeah, so come on out. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about the Cubs. Crawley, last night we got to start there. And it all started with Javi getting sick. And having no backup shortstop. That's like the first thing we heard with this game, right? Well, first we thought Almora was leading off. And we're like, oh, no. Which was enough to get all of us sick. Right. And then Javi was like, oh, man, that makes me sick. And actually like started throwing up because he heard Almora was leading off. And then so he didn't play. And then um, the, the you Darvish was awesome, right? I mean... Ooh, there it is. There it is. The school bells. Crawley's actually at work right now. Right. I figured I'd come on in and say, hey, hold on one sec. Hold on one sec. Yeah, I'll, I'll just keep talking. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the it, it was a disaster. The bullpen completely screwed up royally. Uh, I guess you could blame Joe. You could blame. It was just I, I, there's all sorts of blame to go around. The thing that's important is the Cubs just got swept by Philadelphia and Bryce Harper fucking did it to us. You know, the thing that's been really tough about this whole situation is as we've kind of taken a look, it, it, the Cubs road record has just been kind of a disaster. But the one thing that you've seen is it's been like they lose the first game of the series almost automatically. Second game is usually some sort of blowout. And then the Cubs usually win the third game. And, and, and that's, it looked like it was following the same pattern yesterday. Uh, like you said, you, you don't have a backup shortstop really on this roster. Uh, and and, and it, that came back to bitch you, you know. Oh, there, was a lot of, there, were, there was a lot wrong with yesterday. And there's a lot, again, like this whole season, there's a lot of fingers to point at. And it's a collective to me. This, this situation right now is you can blame so many people for what's going on here. And uh, yesterday was just the culmination of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's it's like uh, reminds me of like 2013 when like the Cubs would find even if they were leading late in the game. I'm like, ooh, how are they going to blow this one? Because I know they're going to blow it. And then they did nearly every time. And um, that's what this is looking like. I can't believe I mean, I can believe what happened. We had bullpen blow ups early in the year. You're trotting out. I mean, we all know that Pedro Strope is not the Pedro Strope that we know and love from the last uh, bunch of years. And, you know, so he's out there. Everybody's like, hey, don't put him in high leverage situations. Well, there he is out there in another high leverage situation. You know, Joe's still having him close and stuff because you don't have anybody really back there, you know? Right. Not only was the bullpen weak to begin the season with, you know, you're always going to have to account for injuries. And right now, you know, Brandon Kinsler, you have uh, Steve Ciszek, and you have, 
uh, Kimbrell all out on the, you know, who are you going to pitch? And, and I know everyone's excited about Rowan Wick, and he's done a great job, you know, tip of the head to that guy. But, you know, there's only, you know, it's, it's the C-sex syndrome. You know, you can't just pitch him till your arm falls off, you yeah, know? Yeah, and he's been out there pretty much every day. And, um, you know, and he's done great. You're right. Rowan Wick, I think, is somebody you'd be excited about because he's one of the few people that might be back in our bullpen next year. Um, you know, it, it, I think he'll probably be a mainstay after this uh, performance. But he was due for a stinker, no doubt about it. And it happened to be last night. <laughs> Unfortunately, but, 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 but let's 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 kind of let's kind of go through that really quick. If we talk about a stinker, he gets the first out of the inning, yeah. And if if my memory, I'm just kind of going off my head here. If, if he's going, if that first game, you know, he gets the first out, he's always going for the five out save. He pitched uh, two outs in the eighth, and he's going for three in the ninth, right? And you're sitting here, and you get a ball that get that's right to Bodie that should have been out number two. And he doesn't make the play. Now Wick is pitching a couple more times, and it, it just—it's when you give guys five, six, seven outs. That—that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and there were two ground balls that probably would have been handled. Like, let's say maybe I don't know a guy that we don't even want on the team, but is—he is—he could be Addison Russell. Uh, probably is normally out there. People are saying Tony Kemp should have been out there. Maybe he makes that play and Hap doesn't. Russell definitely makes that play. Um, I don't know. I mean, you look at, you know, we were just complaining about Albert Almora leading off. That didn't happen last night, but he also didn't do shit in the game, right? Right. But but people are saying, like, why is Almora here? You already got a bunch of outfielders. You know, why? I mean, people don't like Russell for the other reasons, but, I mean, why wouldn't they have a, a more solid infield late in the game instead of Almora as some, like, weak-batted defensive center fielder replacement that you need less? Right. You know and, what I mean? And when, when you look at the situation, it, it just it – was, it was a glaring need at the beginning of the season, the, the backup infielder spot, and it, it was something that really I don't think was ever addressed by the team, by Theo or the front office guys is – you know, what if Russell didn't come back the way that you expected him to, which he didn't, his first stint up here uh, this year, and now all of a sudden you got two guys that are really kind of out of position playing your middle infield. I mean, that's been the trademark of this team since 2015 is how good the middle infield defense was, and that's something that's such a huge priority to Theo and Joe, you know, and pretty much anybody in baseball is to have that. And they just really just botched that up yesterday to sit there. And when you see uh, Bodie and Hap as your middle infield, Ooh, yeah, that, it's just not good. Yeah, no, it reminds me of like my friend Brian, uh, who uh, he's a big Pirates fan. And he said, I said, well, why is the Pirates defense so bad? And he just said, because there's nothing resembling a shortstop on this team. And I was like, that's kind of how last night felt a little bit. You know, there's just nobody out. There. And of course, you know, Daniel Descalso didn't really work out and his, right. his poor foot oh it must really hurt him to be on the il so long just yeah, oh sitting yeah. there in yeah. illinois just but i mean i think um you know last night was heartbreaking you know these games happen but you know after what happened the night before getting blown out and you know i see in your notes here crawley that uh you know you talk about like these blowout losses that we've faced in august you know an eight to nothing loss on August first against the Cardinals. That was John Lester's blow up. 
Then you have uh, August 6th, an 11-4 loss to the A's. That was also Lester, so he had two of them. August 10th, Hendricks, a rare blow-up uh, to the Reds, 10-1. And then uh, the 11-1 loss to the Phillies. Uh, uh, Cole Hamels, oh, man, what a homecoming. <laughs> what a, ooh, wow. Right, and, and and the trouble that we're having here is we're having too many of these, quote, oh, just put it in the garbage can. Well, the garbage can's getting full of these games. <laughs> Tell uh, me there's about only it. so many times that you can actually have a uh, position player pitch and it be cute anymore. You know, it's it's gotten to the point now where there are so many games where the Cubs are just completely out of it, like have no shot at winning that game no matter what. And you got to ask yourself, how, how much can this keep happening? How are these teams doing this to the Cubs with such regularity? It's it's insane. Yeah, and Victor Caratini's pitching arm is getting a little tired. Like he's pitching as much as Ceshek these days, <laughs> you know. So, um, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing, is what it fucking is. It's like right. you know, you go. I mean, the Phillies have sucked until we came to town. Just sucked ass. They they were they were they were against the ropes. Their season looked over. They fired their hitting coach the day that the Cubs were coming they in. Bring they fired in, former. Yeah, they bring in Charlie Manuel, who's 83,000 years old. The corpse of Charlie Manuel to replace <laughs> former Cubs uh, World Series hitting coach John Maley. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they can't hit. They can't do anything right. Their pitching staff's a disaster. And they come in, they, and all of a sudden we give them life again. Yeah, it's it's just brutal. And I don't know, like, you know, Nick the Stick comes in, breathes a little life. You think things are going our way. And, uh, you know, like Schwarber's hitting now. Like, you made a note that he was the quickest. He beats KB with the quickest to 100 homers. He beats KB. He's ahead of Ernie Banks and uh, Baez. I mean, it's a, it's an impressive list. But, uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're excited and, and honestly – Schwarber playing in that four, five, six slot, you know, that's kind of where he really belongs as opposed to leadoff hitter. Uh, you know, things, everything looked the way that you wanted to look yesterday. And let's talk a bit about you, Darvish, uh, to sit Excellent. there with, you, you know, just how phenomenal he's looked in the second half. And, and yesterday, the day before his birthday, the guy's cruising. And then all of a sudden, you know, in what looked like a really shocking move because he had a real easy one, two, three, seventh inning. And then they pull him in the eighth with a bullpen, you know, as suspect on 94 pitches. And you kind of sit there and, and a lot of us were just kind of like, okay, hope everything goes okay, you know. And, and, and it was just, you know, after the game, there was a lot of confusion. Did, you know, they were saying, well, his mechanics were off and he agreed it was time to come out. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, I think know. That, you don't have a one, two, three inning like that and you're mechanically off. They weren't touching Darvish yesterday. Yeah, they, it was only he only gave up four hits. He struck out ten, which is pretty impressive to only have ninety-two pitches and ten Ks at the same time. You know what I mean? It, it was just a phenomenal game, and 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 you got to wonder how excited the Phillies were to see him getting pulled. Yeah, I'm, I'm letting my cat out of my uh, room. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, you can uh, still hear me yelling from afar, though. I'm coming back closer because she's out. Uh, I just heard this meow. Help me! And uh, it, it was the uh, it was um, it was the Cubs season actually. <laughs> just meowing in, to in get a out. Nutshell. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but is you he's uh, yeah. Why why not extend him another inning? You got to play the Pirates tonight. I mean, get what you can out of him. I mean, show him that you trust him 
to keep going. And, you know, if he agreed his mechanics are off, are off that might be true. But, you know, as a coach, you're like, no, get out there and we'll fucking deal with it if you blow up. Like, if you walk the first two batters, because, like, that's what ended up happening anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, I mean, they just gave up hits and shit, you know? But Right. Uh, well, Ryan had a walk and anyway, it's, yeah, they should go. And I'll even go back to the, the first game of the series. I know Q was at a 110, but they got rid of him after the, I mean, you probably lose this one anyway, cause the Cubs couldn't score, but they got him out after 110 and he's striking out 14. Like the dude is strong. Like at least like let him try for another inning like the dude can go 120 125 the way this bullpen works you're going to need your starters to to get used to doing that you know what i mean like leave him in there i know that's a fucking dusty baker move but like i i mean it i don't know did you i mean it's al- it's almost like damned if you do damned if you don't it it really is just getting to that point right now and it's like you know, this one bothered me because, you know, like you said, you had, you know, with, with Quintana and, and, and think about this, the two best looking Cubs pitchers lately are Quintana and Darvish right now, which. Yeah, that's your one, you two, know. that's your one, two punch right now. If, if you make the playoffs. Right. Those are the two guys that have really been carrying you this second half of the season. And, you know, that, that first game inexcusable to get only two runs off of Vargas. I don't understand yeah. why the Cubs cannot hit those soft tossing guys. Well, they got it, four it just, runs off him when he was a Met, and then they f- had a giant fight in the clubhouse. Do you remember this? I do remember that, and I also remember last year, I think the Cubs had a three-game series. I think they had to face DeGrom, Syndergaard, and Vargas, and the only game they lost was to Vargas, where they got like where he completely smoked the Cubs. <laughs> it's, so, it's, so, it's that slow shit, man. Uh, they can't hit lefties, and they can't hit the slow shit. It's embarrassing. And the fact, though, is okay. So you got Quintana at whatever 112 pitches, and and you don't have any runs yet. Here, you know how much you needed this game. You really needed to win this to kind of salvage one, feel good leaving the ballpark. You know, going on to Pittsburgh, especially after getting your your ass kicked on, on the day before, you needed this one, and and he was pitching like an ace, and they just should have let him roll. You know, that's yeah, Darvish, and yeah, Q. I understand what you know because it's almost an automatic thing. It's like oh, a hundred plus pitches, we gotta get, we have to save him, but that you know, but Darvish, ten Ks, and and uh, I mean, God, what a, he's been awesome. Like he's everything that we really wanted him to be, and uh, I mean, two great starts by these pitchers, totally wrecked by uh, bullshit, whether it be defense or um, or whether it be a lack of uh, scoring. I mean, frankly, yeah. I mean, one for ten with runners in scoring position on um, uh, mo- uh, not Monday, what, Tuesday, right? It was, the game was Tuesday. And then um, yeah, what did they do the next night? Uh, oh, they didn't have anybody in scoring position, <laughs> They only had four right. hits. They did nothing. Chris Bryant hates shutouts, so he decided to fucking park one in that one. So, way to go, That KB. one was brutal. And you're not used to Hendricks getting hit like that. I mean, that just looked like BP right there. Yeah, and that was a Sunranto special right there, that homer. I mean, I booed yep. it. I was in the green room ready to go on because, of course, we had outside the Ivy that night. <laughs> so, you know, of course. we're on a nine-game losing streak. Can you believe it? Yeah, that's that's when when you win, there's gonna have to be a party. They got yeah. they gotta have like a, like like a Cubs party room where they just 
when you guys come on, I want to see like disco lights and music and dancing and just to finally break your own little mini curse going on here. Yeah, I've, I have a 2016 World Series championship bottle of champagne that we could pop maybe, you know, but <laughs> we can't bring that on the air because they're not a sponsor and Supercuts uh, doesn't drink. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that was that was uh, just an embarrassing loss to sit there. And it's like, you know, it, it makes my job. At least I don't have to do a game recap at that point because it's like, what do you talk about? And there was one positive thing. Uh, and uh, by the way, that was uh, Hamels that blew up. You said Hendricks, yeah. I think. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah. Hamels. They both start with H. Good thing uh, Jason Hamill isn't on this team. Otherwise, we'd be fucked. Um, yeah. yeah, two innings. Eight runs, something's still going on with them, I guess, physically. I mean, that's two times in a row, right? Two times, you know, it was weird because that first start off the injury list, he ended up throwing five pretty good innings yeah, against it was Milwaukee. Okay. And then all of a sudden, yeah, two in a row that has just been absolutely god-awful. Yeah, fucking straight garbage. Um, and yeah, but Hendricks, I can see why you'd get confused because he got his ass kicked too uh, last time he pitched. There's so many ass kickings. I don't know which one we're talking it about. It really anymore. is. It really is. But yeah, he's um, Hamels only has pitched five innings over his last two games, and he's given up 13 runs. Although only 12 were earned. <laughs> so, hey, 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 give him that. So, right? Yeah, hey, hey, um, holy mackerel. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to add about these games. Um, I mean, Nick, the stick still looks good. Like that life that got breathed into the team is still good. Do you think there was a little smoke about Anthony Rizzo maybe being a little ticked at the Nick? I think he was, he was ticked at, ticked at the, the, what Madden had to say about hunger, that he brings a hunger here. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't blame that. I see the same thing right now. You know, I, I feel like something is just off about this team and you can't put a pulse on it. And I think you've heard it from Madden and you've heard it from Theo is that if they could fix it, if they could figure out what was going wrong, that makes the home road splits so off. You you sit there and you're just kind of scratching your head. And all of a sudden this guy comes and guess who gets a hit off of Vargas? Guess who has no fear of Vargas? One guy, Castellanos, you know, you know, this guy and uh, up until recently, he's accounted for something like close to like a third of the offense for this team. Seriously. No, it's true. This- and and and, you know, I could see like, can't you see Rizzo? Like he's like the big Italian guy and, you know, he everybody loves him. And he's always telling fart jokes and pull my finger. And and then Castellanos comes in, you know, big chain, everything. And like, you know, I think he's getting a little out guidoed. You know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> Rizzo's a little bit. I know. I don't know if that's offensive. I mean, Italians are fine, right? What, what do we say in the Fredo? Maybe Rizzo yeah, become he's, Fredo. He's getting Fredoed, man. He's getting Fredoed, and um, I never knew that was offensive. But I mean, I I would have thought it was something to having to do with like Lord of the Rings. Like, isn't that a troll character <laughs> named Fredo? That, Frodo, like Fredo. It's yeah, close. Frodo. Yeah, yeah. He's getting Frodoed. You know, all of a sudden, you know, he's in his little thatch grass hut. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm, I'm saying that, like, you know, I could see the, you know, new kid comes in. Like, let's say you're the most popular kid in school. And then, like, this new, like, beautiful dude comes in. And he's, like, so he's better at sports than you. He's better looking. He's more fun. You could drink it his, out of his parents' liquor cabinet. You know, like, he then he becomes popular. And Rizzo's like, what about me? Don't you guys want to come uh, yeah. swim in my pool? 
right. All the kids want to hang out with the new kid, all that stuff. You see the fans are just loving Castellanos. You know, it's, it's uh, and the other thing is that Rizzo is, is just been struggling with uh, his power numbers. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's been a huge issue is that he's just not hitting for power at the, you know, whether he's batting three or four, you know, mostly four since Castellanos has been around. But the question is, is if he can't hit home runs or if he's not, you know, if he's struggling that bad, honestly, he looks like your best leadoff hitter. And I'm not saying that to be joking or the greatest leader hitter of all time, but he gets on base, he gets hits, he draws walks, he has a good two strike approach. The reason he's always in the middle of the lineup is because of his power. But if that's not happening, I don't know if it's a back issue. I don't know if it's a mechanical issue, but that's that's something to really kind of worry about here. Have you noticed that he's not humping the air as much as he used to? That made me think his back is hurt. Yeah, yeah, easily, you know, because if, if your back's hurt and the humping's not as good, you just don't <laughs> have that uh, flexibility. Tell me about it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why we don't win on the road. It's a head-scratcher to everybody, but, uh, I mean, it's just insane. I mean, the, the run differential is now – quite negative it's what negative 12 you wrote down here well, yeah when you take a look at, at the run differential right now there, there's a lot going on here and it, it just literally doesn't make sense you know when you are trying to what they say is you went home you have a you have a 500 on the road and that should be good enough but they are so good at home and so bad on the road it makes no sense right now they're 41 and 19 at home all right and they're 23 three and 38 on the road. So right now for the Cubs, the run differential, they are at plus 75. There's only three teams better than the Cubs at home. And that's the Dodgers, Yankees, and Houston, which are all phenomenal teams, all running away pretty much with their divisions. Okay. The Cubs though, when they are at home, they are ranked 12th in run differential and they're just, uh, I'm sorry, their run differential is negative 12th, and they're ranked 11th, and they're losing a lot of close games on the road. So they're not hitting. Yeah. Uh, we've seen them, like, like I said, you, you, you saw this game where you, against Vargas they don't get any runs. Uh, a lot of it's these bullpen meltdowns too where all of a sudden you're winning, you're winning, you're winning, and then all of a sudden, boom, well, that, you blow it at the end. And that happened a lot early in the season, if you recall, like that first terrible road trip when they were like, I don't know, three and seven or something terrible. Um yeah, it's been – but there, if it's not one thing, it's another. And that's kind of like how how mediocre seasons feel. And yet this team is going to hang around first place, I think, and, uh, you know, still manage to hopefully win it. I mean, there's I, – I think, I think honestly, though, the season right now is really going to depend on how they bounce back from this loss. I don't usually put that much stock in one loss, but this was a gut punch when you really needed it. And right now it, it's the Cubs – you wonder both two things. How can they keep, can they keep doing what they're doing on the road? And at the same time, can they keep doing what they're doing at, at home? On, yeah. At home? Yeah. And they, imagine if you have one bad home series, cause that's what this season has been. The Cubs had one good stretch from late April to about mid May. Since then it's just been up, down, up, down, yeah. all depending on if you're home or away. So if you take a look, you got three against Pittsburgh. If you win all three, you go 500 on the road trip, which again, most of the time we're not going to complain about. 
But then all of a sudden, you your neck you you take a look at the next nine games. Look at it in nine game segments here. If you look at the next nine games, you got the Giants at home. Okay, you know they're kind of cooling off. But then you got three at home versus the Nationals, and and they're are, and they're trending positively right now. You know they are a they were dead in the water, and Davey Martinez has turned that team around. They are they are right now in the wild card spot. And the number one wild card spot yeah, against right the now. Cubs, right? I mean, that's what it would be if the season ended today. It's DC as the home team against the Cubs in the wild card. Yeah, I don't want that at all. And then you have after that, you have three away against the Mets. So with those, you know, the Mets have kind of gone on a tear since right before the All Star yeah. break, and they're and, then, and they're right back in it too. They're right back in it, and then you got uh, three or four at home with Houston to end August, start September. This is a huge stretch. Of, I mean, I know they all are, but that's a huge stretch of games that are coming up that's going to decide a lot right there. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, well, I mean, they just have to win the games they're supposed to win, and they should win all these games against Pittsburgh, but that's not necessarily what happened last time. Um, so since Michael Cotton isn't here, oh no, you know what? I wanted to bring up uh, this real quick. Did you hear about this fantics thing? Fourteen days of Wrigley Field fantics, and uh, they announced yeah, yeah, some you can of them. Win, win the experiences and all that stuff. Yeah, like they had somebody, and they did one, and I saw it. Like they were sharing, and it ended up being because a ballpark snack with Ryan Sandberg, and we joked that it would be helmet nachos, and it was. <laughs> we were totally right. And uh, it just looked awkward. Like, do you really want to, like, share nachos with Ride Sabrick? Like, not re- I don't want to share nachos with anybody. You know what I mean? Just I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind talking to Ryan Sandberg while I ate my own nachos, you know, and he <laughs> had some nachos of his own. But here's the hey, new f- hey, Think about it this way, though. At least it's not sharing nachos with Moises Alou. So, yeah, you don't want that at all. Just a little extra salt. Um. So, uh, man, these nachos taste like asparagus. <laughs> um, so um, the, here's the new uh, f- four new ones that they've announced. Uh, play catch on the field pregame with a Cubs player. Yeah. Kind of sounds fun, except for my arm will hurt. Yeah. Um, score Cubs cash. So that, I think that's my favorite. Like, here's money. And you're like, Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, you can get what you want. It's, it's, it's a good deal. I like that. Um, now, this one cracks me the fuck up. All right. Prepare the fields pregame with the grounds crew. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? I won a job? I didn't Danny, you know, the, Rick, the Rickets beer. are not big on unions, buddy. They're not big on unions. Serious. So. They're like, hey, <laughs> the fans will love it. We'll make them rake. We'll teach them how to draw the chalk lines. Oh, God. Yeah. Hose down the field a little bit. It'll be all good. I mean, they already gave away the rosin delivery job as now it's a uh, like an honor to just bring the rosin bag out. Yeah, it's uh, something they give to the season ticket holders now. So, you know, I, I, I have not been called upon yet to throw a pitch or deliver a rosin bag. And they usually use the kids to do the, hay ball, the play ball now. But uh, maybe my time will come one day. Yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll get you'll get your rosin bag moments. I I guarantee it. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing is they're giving a, away a a must have Cubs Authentics item. So, I mean, I guess that thing's we're gonna get streaming through the doors to to, to get some uh, a chance at working on uh, the Wrigley Field uh, surface. Yeah, yeah, you know they're they're trying 
trying a little bit of everything right now and, and, and seeing what sticks, but you know, the, the crowds at the home, at home are great. And, and it's funny when they come home from the road trip, sometimes I'm wondering if people are going to be groaning or moaning, but everybody's pumped up the second they get back. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just this damn, this damn, I think, I, I think it's like a yips now. I know your famous song, uh, Lester always throws it underhand. Yeah. Uh, I think that they have a road yips. I think it's literally, there's some, something in their head that they just got to win a goddamn series. It's been since May. We're talking yeah. about what May twentieth was the last time they won a road series. Yeah, yeah, it's been a and while. It, it's in their heads right now, and I think that the only—I mean—they just got to find a way to win one, and maybe all of a sudden they're going to loosen up and 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 not be as tight. But they're pressing. You know what I'm saying? They're pressing, and and, and you can see it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to skip rakes, flakes, throws, and blows, which we normally do on this show because we kind of already talked about it. You know. Nick Castellanos, Castellanos, he's the raker on this team right now. The flake, I mean, I, actually, we didn't really talk about who's like the biggest flaker on this team hitting-wise right now in your you – know, I mean, Javi's been kind of going through a really rough stretch. I've kind of noticed he's only one for his last 15. You know, it's like he's fallen. I mean, overall, like over the last month, it's not so bad. But I just right now, he's in a little bit of a funk, wouldn't you say? Hayward, Hayward's been cooling off a little bit, Hayward too. Hayward too, was yeah. really hot for a while, and then they moved him back into the leadoff, which he, he's, he's kind, you know, he's the good, you know, he's a good guy and say, yeah, I'll do whatever you need me to do. But he just doesn't like it. He stated it before, and all of a sudden, he's there, and he starts struggling. That's my concern right now with yeah, Jay Hay. He, he was out that one day with a knee thing, I guess, and – uh, uh, was he in there last night? He was not. He came in as he a defensive in. substitution at the end of the game, like yeah. maybe an inning in the ninth. Fat lot of so good that did. <laughs> Fat lot of good that did. And yeah, he wasn't catching that hit, that uh, Harper Grand Slam. No. And uh, as far as like our our good pitchers, we already talked about them. You know, I mean, you Darvish and and Q, man, they just both killed it this week uh, in this last series. And uh, the Blowers, I mean, geez, there's, you got to give it to Cole Hamels for that and out of the bullpen. I mean, you really hate to, you know, beat up on Rowan Wick because he's been so good. But, like, I mean, the problem is – and, like, can we even talk about that Derek Holland pitch? Like, I mean, it was 95. It was off the plate in. And, man, but Harper just goes gets those, right? You know, you got that one. Uh... You know, you got that one, and, and there's no doubt about it. But, you know, I don't mind. I don't want to say I don't mind, but Harper is a superstar. You put yourself in a position where you have the loaded bases, where you where you give it to that guy, and you're kind of stuck. There's nowhere to put him. And and I think Holland, you know, pitched well, but, but you're talking about a superstar who put one right into the seats. And he's one of those guys that he goes – he can go through some slumps, but once he kind of breaks out of it and he's been heating up, once he starts breaking out of it, he's one of the most dangerous hitters on the planet. Yeah. And at that point, you saw it yesterday. And so I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about not about that as much as how the bullpen was. How did you get back to Harper? All those guys that got on base that are just garbage hitters in the ninth inning, the bottom of the order guys for the Phillies. That's what irritates the shit out of me. You know, Harper's going to Harper. He's going to hit Grand Slam. He's going to do good things. But when you sit there and you give up these guys. You know, Quinn. I don't even know Quinn. Who the hell is Quinn? The, the, guy's might, the like mighty a, Quinn. <laughs> the mighty Quinn's batting like a buck 20. He looked like an all-star against us. He looked like the second coming of Billy Hamilton with that speed and getting on yeah. base all the time. And he had that triple up, too, yeah. When you give up hits to guys like that, that's what irritates me. You had the bottom of the order when you came into the ninth. Yeah. And that when it all fell apart. And that that it's 
it should have been easy and, and, and nothing's ever easy with the road Cubs. You know, there's two different teams, the home Cubs and the road Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, just as Lee Elia would say, it's a disheartening fucking situation. It's a disheartening fucking situation we're in right now. And as uh, <laughs> a disheartening fucking situation that we're in right now. I've, uh, yeah, I made a little song out of it. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard I that. I like yet. it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is we get babbit to death. And, um, you know, by teams that make a lot of contact, the Phillies kind of did that to us at Wrigley in a way. They did it to us in this series. They just kept putting the ball in play and uh, it didn't work out for us. You know, what can you do? Uh, Well, and another team that has kind of did that to us last time we played them was the Pirates in uh, Pittsburgh. So if you want to continue on with a little let's stop talking about this horrible Philly sweep and get into uh, hopefully a Cubs sweep. Um, you know, the, the Pittsburgh has really sucked since the all-star break. You know, it's unbelievable how Pittsburgh really kind of convinces themselves that they're actually going to be contenders. Uh, you remember before the all-star break, uh, you and I were watching the home run derby with our friend Dallas, uh, Cubs down under and, uh, the pirates just looked absolutely unstoppable. You remember Josh Bell going nuts on that, uh, series right there, but since the all-star break they they've just been they they've just been awful it's it's really something else so yeah they they got swept by milwaukee st louis you know and you're like thanks a lot pirates now they're gonna probably come beat us because they just beat the angels two or three in la have had the day off yesterday so their bull penis rested and ours is not yeah, but they got a lot of issues, and, and, and like you said, hopefully, you know, there's been a lot of infighting in there. I'm, I'm wondering if this may be Clint Hurdle's last stand, which I wouldn't mind seeing him shot to the moon, yeah, or yeah. Su- into screw, the sun. Not, screw I'm, Clint Hurdle. What a freaking maniac. And, and Ray Searich. Screw that. Break up that band. Get a new guy. You know, right. go, go I, chomp I'm done your gum. So yeah, go chomp your gum somewhere else. Hopefully the can sit there and, and like I said I think I think this season these next these next 12 games right here are just huge right here you got to bounce back on the Pirates you you got to get two or three and then you got to keep doing what you're doing at home but I just I don't I see Milwaukee maybe fading away but I don't see St. Louis going anywhere somehow no, they no. found their devil magic back yeah yeah some guy you never heard of that they just brought up that they signed after he played like two games in a in a like an independent league game and one of their guys saw him and came up and now he's hitting like 500 for the two right weeks. and then he's gonna go somewhere else and never hit again yep exactly so, uh, yeah, I mean, the Pirates, they did take three of four over Fourth of July weekend from the Cubs because, you know, those games were on the road. So that's how that works. Um, but the Cubs swept him at Wrigley last time and, uh, you know, pretty impressively. Um, Jose Osuna will be serving his suspension, so they're a little shorthanded this weekend. So I guess that's yeah, good. Yeah, for you us. know, that's that, good for that. And then you take a look here and, and you got Quintana who's going to. Yeah, you know he's going to be pitching in the series, which is exciting, and and hopefully Hendricks. You know, I, you don't really see those back to back Hendricks bad starts. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't see it happening. Uh, you know, against Musgrove, what has he got that uh, Thanos glove thing going? Oh on? yeah, that's right. He's the one with that, huh? The Thanos. I don't even know who Thanos is. I don't watch any of those shows, so I I I, I 
read the comics when I was a kid. I, I haven't been up on the movies, so I just saw it kind of, and I thought it looked, it kind of was a cool looking glove, but uh, he was, wasn't he the one that kind of slid into Javi or kind of had to deal with Javi too? Yeah, I, I think he is. And that's the thing is the pirates, you know, it, that's how you can tell it's them that are the assholes because, uh, oh, yeah. you, you know, a lot of teams have beef with the pirates. It's not just the reds, it's the Cubs and it's been the Cubs for years, I mean, we, you know, Chris Coughlin did break Gung's leg, but it turned out that he deserved it because he is a horrible person. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Every, like we team, were just, yeah. every, every team in the NL Central literally hates the Pirates. And you've seen, you've seen those two massive brawls with the Reds. Uh, the Cardinals have complained, the Brewers. And the problem is, 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 is that, one, they're such red asses about Everything, every little thing is some sort of grave offense to them. And the other issue that you tend to deal with is that you have to pitch inside. Nobody's saying that, but they pitch up and in and they're real dangerous about it. And and it's just a problem. And that's what Joe got mad about when he got thrown out the last time is that stop throwing up and in it, guys. It's, it's something that you could end somebody's career real easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we saw what happened with Bryant and the Rockies last year. And he was just not the same the rest of the year. Um yeah, and, you know, the way we match up against this team, I mean, we should be winning all three of these games. I mean, the Cubs are better in every offensive category, except for that the Pirates don't strike out much, which is the one thing that scares me about this team is because they do put the ball in play, you know what I mean? And with our fucking infield situation, you know, second base specifically, looking like a hot fucking piece of shit, uh, you know, it's... You know, it doesn't give me – if they put the ball in play, I'm not totally confident in the Cubs' ability to field the baseball and get it out, you know, as much as I have been in the past. Yeah, so. and, and like I said, it's, it's you know, what Lester are you going to get for game two? Yeah, He's yeah. Uh, game two, two, two starter versus brawl. Is this going to be a, another – you know, is he going to be able to keep the Cubs in it or is it just going to be one of those blowout games? I think a lot of these blowout games have been the second game of the series, so – you know, hopefully, hopefully he Lester the last few years, right around this time, I think your co-host Michael Ceremi had something about this up here, but right around this time, he, he, he has all of a sudden just two or three starts where he's just hot garbage. Yeah. Like dead, and, like a middle of the season, dead arm thing or something maybe is going on. Correct. I don't know. No, yeah. so hopefully he's, he gets through that, but this is right now, these guys, these guys, you know, we've all year, all season long, we've been saying, well, you know, the Cubs are in first, the Cubs are in first for, for a long part of the season. And, you know, well, the Cubs have more talent than the rest of these teams and all this stuff, but, but that's all just talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Talk is that's cheap. That's all just talk. Yeah. And I am looking he, at it last year and he, he gave up, you know, three to St. Louis on July 20th. And then he gave up eight to Washington on August 11th, and that's, oh, that almost totally lines up with what's been happening to him, you know, this year. And he wasn't good in the middle of that. But then afterwards, and this is the real story, he kicked ass. You know, he gave up, uh, you know, four runs and three starts uh, over the rest of August. And then in September, he gave up six runs total over five starts. So, like, we could – we need what, that. That's why, know? for the most part, that's why Joe doesn't panic with giving – the ball to Hamels or or to Lester. Those guys both are, have just been there. You know their track record. The trouble we have, though, is is that with all the other flaws in the team, 
it's and as as close as this race is right now, it's almost like we can't afford this. It, it's it sounds horrible to say, and these are older pitchers. You know what I mean? This is bound to happen. But it, it's it's every game right now is. It, I know April counts as much as August or September, but August and September th- that's when everything kind of gets decided right now. This this is it. This is we're no longer in a marathon. We're in a sprint, and we can't wait for John Lester for three games to get his to get his shit together. Well, it's, we need him to come and come out and start pitching now. It's because this team has been incomplete from the start of the season. You know, everybody knew they needed a bullpen. Everybody knew the bench was short. Everybody knew we were an injury away from no shortstop. You know, you know, all these things were known, and uh, they did nothing until like uh, basically the trade deadline. You well, know, they got you, Daniel Descalso. Yeah, but you're struggling against left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got Daniel Descalso. Yeah, big and, off and, season signing, and now his foot hurts so bad, and he has to be <laughs> on the uh, injured list. But you know, it's just like they did nothing, and but yet, you know, when you look at like I, I look up the MLB stats, you know, just how are these teams ranking? And granted, like you know, it's you know, what have you done for me lately? A lot of times, how you feel about it, how these cumulative over the season stats. But the Cubs, you know, team ERA is in the top 10 in the majors. It could be so much worse. It's nearly a run better than the Pirates team ERA. And the bull, the bullpen is, the bullpenis over half a run better than the Pirates. And, you know, that makes a difference in, like, the, the course of a season. But fat lot of good it does when it's all, like, I mean, you're in the t- I'm just saying it could be so much worse. You know, you yeah, could be we, a different you and, I, you and I have sat through just awful seasons. This is not an awful season in, in any, any stretch of the imagination. It's a frustrating one because you know this, you know this team can be doing better. And it's, like I said, it, the, the road home splits are just so bizarre and trying to figure out why they are where they are. You take a look at some things and it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it well, I mean, if they could figure it out, they would. I mean, they should be trying to do everything. I'm thinking I might shave my head. Ooh. I have long hair right now, and I actually proposed to the producers of Outside the Ivy that uh, they get some super cuts people in there and do a little advertisement as they shave my head. Or give me a nice, nice haircut, whatever they want to do. I don't know. I, mean, I haven't had a nice haircut really for, I don't know, like, 30 years, maybe. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I used to dye it all sorts of colors and bleach blonde and long and short and mohawks and, you know. I've seen some of your childhood pictures, and I think there may have been a bowl cut or two in there. Oh, there's a bowl cut in there. Yeah, there's a bowl. <laughs> like, I believe my soccer, I played soccer one year, and in that year I had a bowl cut. So, uh, yeah, and I got to give everybody the kind of really terrible news about uh, the defense here. I, I mean, it's not totally terrible because we're facing the Pirates, and the Pirates are tied for having the third most errors in the majors. Uh, the Cubs are up there, too. They're in the top ten. But I got really bad news for everybody, but I have to play the Durr song. Go for it. The Cubs stir. The Cubs stir. Has sunk to a new low. The Cubs stir. The Cubs stir. The Cubs stir. Oh my God. Crawley, the Cubs, Durr, the defensive efficiency ratio has sunk 
the most that it's ever sunk on the Sun Ranto show in such a short amount of time. Four points. I, I would say that that has kind of been the sh- the most shocking thing about this season is how bad defensively they have been. And, and that's kind of been, since we're talking about the Madden era, I mean, that's kind of been the cornerstone has been the defense. Yeah, it's the hallmark year, of his teams. Awesome. It has been for years. It's the hallmark of his teams with the Rays, too. You know, they always gave you some defense, right? Um, right. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And it's and you know what? It's like they might have the range still, but, you know, they eh, – I mean, there's – you know, you got Hap dropping that – was it Bodie that dro- – who dropped the one, the easy pop fly? The that pop fly was uh, – that was Hap. That was Hap. And then last night it was Hap and Bodie, right? Yeah, Bodie was, was the one that opened up the floodgates on a ball that he should have made. And then all of a sudden uh, – there was a couple balls that were what should have been double play balls. If he, I'm telling you, if it was Javi and Russell, that that they they would have turned a couple double plays. And Cubs we win must five have, one. We, yeah. we, right, we must have given them seven outs mm-hmm. in that ninth inning yesterday. Yeah, just brutal. Uh, so the only good news I have about this series is that the Pirates have the second worst rated defense with a, only a six seventy five dur. So take your extra bases, get it in play, Cubs. Do not strike out against. Joe freaking Musgrove, please. Um, I got a scavenger hunt for everybody. Uh, Carrie Meyer and Chris Soloto got in on the last one uh, by taking pictures with Philadelphia cream cheese and saying we're going to cream the Phillies and stuff, and none of that happened. So that's sad. But you could win a uh, John Baker Day signed photo and a Pink Out the Bleachers t-shirt. And uh, this is how you enter during this series. Sing a sea shanty, right? Compose and sing a sea shanty. Uh, you know, make a little video about how the pirates are assholes and Clint Hurdle's a fuckwad and uh, Ray Searge is a dick. And uh, just like sing a little sea shanty. Doesn't have to be a long couple lines, you know what I mean? Yo ho, yo ho, Clint Hurdle is a fuck. You know, something like that, you know? I like that one. Yeah, and uh, then you could win one of those fabulous prizes at the end of the month. We got two weeks to go. The weather in Pittsburgh, it uh, looks like rain Saturday, and that's the day game, so hopefully uh, they can dodge the raindrops. But it always rains in Pittsburgh sometimes. Um, I mean, it always rains in Pittsburgh sometimes. That is yeah. my new country song. It <laughs> always rains in Pittsburgh sometimes. Um, and the temperatures will climb uh, throughout the weekend, but uh, game uh, three on Sunday is actually a night game in Williamsport, Pennsylvania at a little league ballpark. So look for 43 home runs in that one. I got to tell you, you know, I am a uh, uniform aficionado. I love me a good Jersey. I hate the players weekend jerseys. They look awful, but the, the, the Cubs are going to be playing, like you said, the little league uh, at uh, Williamsport in Pennsylvania. And the jerseys that they have both for Pittsburgh and Chicago are absolutely awesome. I got to definitely hoping to pick one of those up because it's, it's going to look really cool. I think it's going to be, it's going to look cool to see both teams in those uniforms on Sunday, much better than the players weekend. I, I like the color. I wish it didn't say, I like the design. I wish it didn't say cubbies. I wish it said cubs. I would like that a little more. Uh, I, I hear you. It's just, it's something different. And, and like I said, I like the colors. I think it just kind of really, really pops as opposed well, to are the, the pirates. One's going to say piratesies. It or says the Berg. The Berg? I want to say the Berg. 
That's stupid. That can that remind me of icebergs. <laughs> well, you know, it's a uh, it's it's like I said, everybody kind of comes up with something a little bit different for this All Star for this uh, Little League World Series thing. So I think it's uh, when you see the jerseys, I think it's going to kind of look a little bit different out there. Let's see what it looks like on the players and. Uh, I think it's gonna look kind of cool, so kind of keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it's kind of it's. I like that they're doing this. It's it's fun. I think it's great that they get to interact with some of those kids that are out there, and uh, I love when we get to learn a little bit of something about you know one of those kids. Like remember that little fat kid that was like, <laughs> oh, "My name Bibbity, and I hit dingers." Remember that kid? I fucking love that kid so much. I forget his name. I think some of these kids too are starting to realize that you can get a little bit of airtime. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, was, he was classic. He was he was great. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, game one. I just preview this real quick. It's Hendricks eight and nine with a three forty eight versus Joe Musgrove eight and eleven with a four seventy one. This game's at six ten. Uh, that's in six hours. Uh, it is free shirt Friday. If you're going out there, get yourself a pirate shirt, which is black and yellow. That's kind of cool. I mean, I would give it to my cousin that she's a Pirates fan. It's also dollar hot dog night, so go and eat yourself silly. And- well, be, can I just say, be careful. I don't know if you saw what happened with the uh, taco challenge at the uh, one minor league ballpark. Yeah, but, uh, somebody, somebody died. Somebody ended up choking and dying. Yeah, well, you should have gone soft shell. Yeah, uh, yeah, if you're going to go dollar hot dog, just kind of take it easy, Kobayashi. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's and check this out. Like they're trying anything to get uh, people into the ballpark, and I guess there's a bar in there called the Crow's Nest. Half price beer at a happy hour. Like oh, man. anything, I can make it. I can make it in Pittsburgh in six hours, couldn't I? Yeah. Well, no, it takes exactly like six, seven to get there. Seven, really. Yeah. If you speed, I mean, you get on a plane and go and spend a thousand dollars just to drink half price beer. Doesn't seem worth it, Crawley. All right. But, um, yeah, uh, facing the Pirates is actually when Kyle got hurt this year. And then, of course, we already talked about how he got his ass kicked by Cincy last time. Uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically we've uh, Cubs have faced uh, Musgrove uh, two times, uh, and he gave up two runs in 9.1 total innings over two games. But he was really good in the one game. And he got hurt in the other game, too. So both of these pitchers have gotten hurt against each other or against the other team this year. I didn't check to see if that was the same game. I don't remember a double hurt pitcher game. No, but. I don't I don't think it was the same game. I'm, I, no. But, uh, you know, he's not that good. No, I mean, he's not he, that he, good, but he was good against us, and that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, you got to bounce back. I, I totally agree with you, Crawley. Yeah, you, got, you can't just – it's – you know, how many times do we say, oh, it's Ivan Nova or, oh, it's, uh, you know, Musgrove or, oh, it's this guy or it's that guy, it's Vargas. You got to hit these guys. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they haven't yet with, with uh, Musgrove. And it's not like he's a, you know, a junk baller either. Like, this guy, like, he tosses it up. It's not that fast. It's in the 90s, you know, or low 90s, low to mid. You know, he's not like an elite freaking arm. So fucking get it done, Cubs. He's got a 4.71 ERA. For Christ's sake, you got to at least get three, and you didn't even do that last time against him. Taking a look at the spreads here at mybookie.ag about tonight's game, you got Kyle Hendricks coming off a stinker going up against Joe Musgrove, who for some reason is uh, Cy Young against the Cubs, but the Cubs are pretty heavily favored at negative 140 with the Pirates at plus 120 um, with the spread 
uh, over under being nine. I can see the Cubs coming out swinging tonight, angry about last night. I'm going to take the over under on this game. The over is at negative 120. That's what people are saying. So that's what I'm doing as opposed to the Cubs at negative 140. So go to mybookie.ag and hit their sports book and place a bet on the Cubby scoring lots of runs tonight. If you never want to hear an ad like this again, well, why don't you just become a Patreon subscriber uh, at patreon.com slash sunranto and help out the show for a dollar you a month. You get the show early. You get the show completely ad-free, and there's all sorts of other perks like being able to be in the scavenger hunt and all that stuff. So won't you sign up at patreon.com slash sunranto? It is a dollar. It's how we keep the show on the air. If we do not get support from you guys, the show stops. So uh, help us out, patreon.com slash sunranto. Now back to the show. So uh, then in game two, you got Lester. Ooh, it's such a pleasant sound. It is, isn't it? Lester is 9-8 and eight with a 443 versus Stephen Brault. This is a battle of the lefties, and he's got a 433 ERA. He was hurt a little bit this year, and uh, this game's on ABC at 1235, and they're giving away a Pirates cardigan sweater that looks really nice, actually. You know Pat Hughes is going to be all over that. Oh, he, may yeah. wear it, he may wear it inside out or something, but he'll... He, Pat's a sucker for a cardigan. Oh, yeah. He sounds like a cardigan sweater. <laughs> Every fifth fan who checks in at this game gets a free Arby sandwich. So all your Arby's eyes will be sponsored by Arby's. Um, was, they got the meat? They got the meat. No, but my when I was doing the Arby's commercials, I was, it'll have you saying, I'm thinking Arby's. That was my tagline that paid my bills and gave me a 401k. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's the only good job I've ever had. So, no, that's not true. I've had, like, three good jobs, and all the other ones have been made up and bullshit, <laughs> including this one right now that you're listening to. Um, so, welcome to my profession, Crawley. Um, and, w- and your profession is wh- why we're hearing bells in the background. Oh, yeah. yeah and I know uh, you got to go soon. You actually have to work, don't you? Yeah, Teaching the youth of America, yeah. you know, one day at a time. So, uh, so I'll move through. John Lester gave up three runs last time um, through five, which I noticed was much better than giving up 11 through four, which he did that's, the time that's before. Some, that's some good analytics you got going there. Yeah. So <laughs> he faced Pittsburgh two times and also got hurt against them. What the hell, man? Pittsburgh sucks, but I hate them. <clears throat> so, but he did beat them, and he gave up uh, three through six point two, and he pitched pretty damn well. So, uh, that happened against the Pirates. The Cubs faced Brawlton relief in April and got four runs over three innings. And uh, last time he gave up four to St. Louis and went over four, only went four point two. He's been hurt this year, and I don't think uh, he's that good. So, maybe we should beat him. What do you say? That'd be a good idea. I like that. I like that. We should beat him. And then. In Williamsport, game three, uh, this game's at 6 o'clock as well. Quintana, 10-7 and seven with a 4-11. He's going against uh, Mitch Helen Keller, who's 1-1 one one with a 7-94. And this game's at Williamsport. Uh, Q was excellent last time. Struck out 14. He's faced Pittsburgh three times, and the Cubs won all the games. He's given up only six runs and 20 innings pitched. Mitch who nobody's ever heard of, Mitch <laughs> Helen Keller. Um, he's, he's given up, uh, he gave up two runs 
Only one earned through five against the Angels last time. And the Cubs have, of course, never seen him because he's a rookie and he's only pitching four games. And uh, he's got a fast, fast ball at 96. And then he dials it back with a slider at 88. And he's got a curve at 82. So that kind of sounds tough if he's good. Right. And and if you're taking a look now here, you get the worst kind of thing going here because you got a lefty on Saturday and someone you've never seen on Sunday which we both know are like the Achilles heels yeah. of the of the Cubs. You know, I just keep I keep looking twice. They've gotten their asses kicked by Peter Lambert of the Rockies, and everybody else is just crushing him. So, well, actually, Peter Lambert is a pretty decent pitcher. Uh, I'm gonna no, go with no, no, no. He's not Cubs or Domus. He's just a good pitcher <laughs> against the Cubs. Well, so, I, I saw those games, and he did excellent. I just assumed he was gonna be the next Oral Hershiser. <laughs> you said oral. <laughs> so, uh, A Cup Shadamas, you know, Crawley's running a little, uh, he's got to go to work. So, uh, why don't you just give us your poem about what happens next, even though you talked about it, and, uh, you know, and uh, get the hell out of here. All right, sounds good. Chicago is ready to riot. The Cubs fans will never be quiet. If we play like shit this weekend in pit, and then keep on losing to the... Uh, science. Nope. It's, uh, the Giants. It's a baseball team. You might have heard of them. We played them a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I remember. So, uh, all right, thanks, Sculpture Thomas. Thanks for coming by. Uh, just why don't you say goodbye to Crawley? Goodbye to Crawley. Sculpture Thomas Man, he, sm- right. he smells terrible. Um, you know, on this show, we usually wrap it up by uh, saying something, uh, you know, funny that we maybe read online by a misguided fan or a, uh, you know, a wayward Twitter personality. But I, I, and uh, that's kind of fucked up. But I have a really good uh, TFC here, this, this flexing cube. And it comes straight from Tony Kemp. And uh, this is, he retweeted the umpire auditor after, and we didn't mention this in the course of the show, but that terrible call in the ninth inning on Tony Kemp in the first game of the series, that was basically a ball over his head, and uh, it was a shitty call. Who was that umpire? That Uh, was Marty Foster. Marty Foster. If you look it up, he also has another one that's just shockingly bad when Madden and Zobrist were with the Rays against Ben Zobrist. I, I, it's like five they didn't inches lose off the because plate. of that call, but that was just absolutely atrocious. So, such garbage. A lot of calls for robot umpires, which I did. I posted on the Ranters page this article from the Athletic about uh, you know players talking about uh, electronic strike zones, and it's a pretty interesting article. Get a lot to think about, a lot to chew on. I think it's something we'll probably end up talking about in the off season a lot because there's nothing happening in the off season, um, especially last off season as we're seeing now. <laughs> So, but I do have this, uh, the, the umpire auditor had tweeted out um, a, this, it says, not even close, a brutal call, strike three by umpire Marty Foster in the ninth of a tight game to at Tony Kemp, Ta- tags Tony Kemp, hashtag Cubs V, hashtag Phillies. Uh, Tony Kemp retweeted that tweet and said, as my mom used to say, quote unquote, I'm not mad, just very disappointed. And then he put an emoji. Uh, yeah. God, it's uh, it's it's one of those seasons, man. But but 
you know, I, I tweeted about it last night where it's like, you know what, I'm just too pot committed. I'm too invested in this team. And that's why I like uh, coming on here. And I'm sure that's why a lot of fans love listening is just the ability to rant and get it out of your system. And, and hopefully, you know, like you said, this, this, this series against the giant just, uh, or the pirates kind of turns things around here. We've been waiting for this turnaround moment since mid May, uh, Hopefully this is going to be it right here, you know? You got to do it. I mean, if not now, then when? You know, I mean, if you can't turn your season, if you can't turn around here, at least, I mean, I, I think they have to come and sweep the Pirates. They just have to do it. Like, the Pirates have been terrible. If they lose two or three to the Pirates right now, like, I mean, it's just a little bit more ding on my hope of how I think the end of this season will go. I mean, the way it stacks up, you know, you just – the only hope we have as Cup fans is that we're just going to get hot as sh- hotter than shit, like ne- Lee Elia said, and that carries you in, like, let's say how the Brewers were last year. You know, if we can get like that in September, we can really make some damage and get pretty maybe even far in the NLCS. But unless you catch fire at some point, we've been waiting for it all year. And if we can, I mean, if we need, can win the division and then prolong it to the moment that you need it the most in the playoffs, then good things can happen for you. But, I mean, right now, oh, God, I don't see that at all. It just it seems like the farthest away, thing away right now. It just, it really does. Yeah. Hardening fucking situation that we're in right now yes and so on that note um i bid you a fine spagog crawley spagog and 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 thanks for having me on again and and hopefully like i said next time we talk we're talking some exciting stuff about hey remember how we were so down and everything looked bleak and uh and then things kind of change hopefully soon yeah well hopefully you're good luck and uh (laughs) you coming on this show You know, brings a couple W's. I mean, everybody loves listening to you. I love talking to you. You're a great Cub fan. And and how can everybody find you that maybe doesn't know you? You find me at Twitter at uh, Crawley's Cubs. And I've got my website, Crawley'sClubhouse.com. Oh, yeah, you got T-shirts for sales. All sorts of great things. All sorts of fun things going on. I'm on Instagram, Facebook at Crawley's Clubhouse. So, uh, yeah, absolutely come on by and see what we're talking about and I'm hoping you guys have a great show uh, this weekend. It's uh, really, like I said, it's an honor, but it's a lot of fun to be able to play at Wrigley even. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm excited. I'm super excited. The band was sounding good at rehearsal last night. Hopefully we don't fuck up. And if we do, it doesn't matter because it's rock and roll. It doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Have Just- some fun and enjoy it. And uh, and like I said, if anyone's out by Wrigley, stop them by and check these guys out. Yeah, please do. Gallagher Way tomorrow, 4 p.m. And uh, I bid you all spagog. Spagog. Why don't they win it on the road? Why don't they win it on the road? Why don't they win it on the road? Why don't they win it? Why don't they win it on the road?
on the road. Please win tonight. Please, please just win. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. 
I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.